Okay. Sound check, Nina, can you hear us? Yep. Yes. Okay, welcome everyone. This is a 4 p.m. May 6 uh, phone call. I'm broadcasting live from 81st Avenue this evening. I have an amazing team here of disaster service workers who fed 400 meals out to hundreds of people today. So thank you, everyone. You guys did an amazing job today. Give us a big Welcome to another special episode of Check Your Shelf, the Oakland Public Library podcast. I'm Amy Martin. On May 6, the Oakland Public Library's 81st Avenue branch became a free food distribution site for the surrounding community. Shelter-in-place orders required people to stay at home as much as possible. The COVID-19 pandemic was raging. Businesses shut down across the country, and countless children whose schools were forced to close lost access to free breakfast and lunch. Meeting the food needs of Oakland became of vital importance. City of Oakland officials quickly realized that they needed to start getting food to people, lots of it, fast, and possibly for a long time. Here's Library Director Jamie Turbeck, who you heard leading the cheer a moment ago. State of California has a law that um, states that all government, uh, local government employees uh, can be called in to do disaster service work in states of emergency. So uh, as city employees, the library, Oakland Public Library employees uh, can be designated as disaster service work. Disaster service work, in a nutshell, Cities and counties that need extra hands during a state of emergency can assign their own workers to do needed work when disaster strikes. Disaster service work has been raised as a possibility during the onboarding process for every library job I've ever had. And as a public librarian, I've always understood that if a disaster happened, I'd be expected to ensure the safety of my family, then report for duty. But it always felt kind of distant. I'd assumed if I did get called to do disaster service work, it would be an earthquake. A big fire was a possibility. I never imagined it would be a pandemic. Uh, I've been with this city for 20 years and I've never seen disaster service workers activated before. Certainly not in the library. Regionally around here especially, there's a lot of work to be done. And well, for instance, libraries are closed. So it makes a certain amount of sense that, that our employees would, could, you know, as a resource can be used to do other necessary things in the city right now. Major disasters that require reassigning city workers don't happen that often, thankfully. In fact, while it's not that uncommon for the city of Oakland to activate its emergency operations center, it had been so long since city workers had been assigned to disaster service work that the city had to rapidly create a whole new structure and process. So we have about 150 permanent employees at the library. Um, and I would, at one point we had probably close to 100 who were doing disaster service work. Staff at other local library systems were being asked to do tasks ranging from childcare to food delivery to helping at COVID-19 testing sites. I had this conversation with Jamie on June 3rd, at which point staff from the library and other city departments had been performing disaster service work for about a month. So we know now what kinds of work people had been assigned. But on March 16th, when Alameda County issued its shelter-in-place order, library workers had no idea what we might be asked to do. In a pandemic, when the message was to stay in your house and keep everyone safe, that was kind of scary. We'd heard there was a lot of need for food and that the city needed administrative support. But what did that mean? Even when disaster service work assignments were emailed to staff on May 4th, the details were a little foggy. It's said what I it said I would be working on logistics it was just one word logistics 
Trish Keyes ended up working at the 81st Avenue branch food distribution site. City staff from the library and other departments began reporting for disaster service work on May 4th, 2020. On May 6th, two days later, library disaster service workers handed out 400 meals from local restaurants to people who came up in cars and on foot. In the morning, there was some feeling about um, being ready for this and some anxiousness um, and juggling uh, that we all have to deal with in terms of being called back to work and being settled into what we have going on at home as well. That's Anthony Propernick, an Oakland Public Library employee who took a lead role in distributing food. We somehow figured this out and it was a very positive day. I, I'll say that the, um, the community was super, super positive and, and, and thankful. Um, saw a lot of old patrons and it just felt really, really good throughout the day. Our employees are doing a large uh, effort around food distribution, and that's taking a lot of different forms. So we had some employees who were calling households in Oakland to see if vulnerable populations needed food delivered to their homes. Then we actually had staff who were serving as the drivers to deliver those meals to people's homes. We've had um, staff who are, basically there's pop-up food distribution locations at three of our libraries, the 81st Avenue Library, Chavez Branch, and West Branch. So those are locations where people can go and pick up prepared meals or produce boxes. There's also a lot of our staff are, are working at the Alameda County Food Bank right now, packaging produce into boxes. The 81st Avenue site took off fast. Meals have been plentiful thanks to two important partners, World Central Kitchen, a nonprofit founded by Chef Jose Andres, which has paid local restaurants struggling during the pandemic to prepare the meals, and Steph and Aisha Curry's Eat, Learn, Play Foundation, which has provided funding. 81st Avenue gave away 400 meals that first day. A month later, they were giving away 800 meals three times a week. The library established a second food distribution site a couple weeks later at the Cesar y Chavez branch in Fruitvale. Well, my name is Pete Villasenor, and I'm the branch manager of the Cesar Chavez Library. So I've been uh, helping out with the meals distribution uh, projects. So I started out at 81st. At 81st Avenue, Pete took on the role of health and safety monitor. My, my job over there was uh, working with at least 15 library staff. And so I was temping everybody. You know, I had this uh, temperature uh, gun, right? and making sure that uh, everybody was feeling okay when they came in. Um, um, I was also responsible for just kind of making sure everybody was uh, washing their hands frequently or changing out gloves. And usually it was, it was changing out gloves. We were trying to do it every 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and also because there were some days that were very, very warm, very, very hot out there. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that everybody was hydrating and um, also maintaining the six feet of distance kind of gave them some usually gentle reminders, <laughs> you know, that just like six feet, everybody. And then I, actually then it becomes like second nature. Now I'm at Cesar Chavez Library. So we've been doing the meal distribution over there um, where we just today, we uh, gave out 600 meals and we, we finished in a little over an hour. That's 10 meals per minute. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that amazing. Right? Yeah. I think that, that sounds right. And, and we're going to bump it up to, <laughs> to 700, uh, starting Tuesday. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, 
Since Pete was already working at Cesar Chavez, he's familiar with the need for food in the area. There's such a great need. There always has been. Uh, we've been providing after-school snacks for already a few years and, and always a lot of kids and teens that are just waiting to get those, you know, bags of, of chips or even uh, health, you know, bars. Serving food might seem like an unusual assignment for a librarian, but Pete feels library staff are the best people to do this work. One of the main reasons why I love working in libraries, public libraries, is because I just, um, I find it very gratifying, right, to be able to help the community, to be, to be of service, to help folks find, you know, their, you know, they have their information needs, but, you know, we also cover a bunch of other needs, right? You know, I mean, it's just so beautiful that, that I've had so many years experience working in the community, just like other folks that are other OPL staff, right? We, we're so used to being out with the community, serving the community. And so this is like second nature to us. It's like when they called us to come in as DSWs, it was perfect because, I mean, we're the ones that we really know how to do this, right? So what kind of reactions do Pete and other library staff get on distribution days? A lot of gratitude. They're just very, very grateful. They're so happy to see the library staff out in the community again. It's so beautiful to see, you know, my old uh, patrons, right? You know, and they'll be like, is that you, Pete? Because now, you know, we all have a mask and I've been wearing my glasses a lot, which I usually don't. And I have my hat. So I'm like, yeah. And then they're just so happy. And they said they can't wait for the library to open. So that's like the next question. When is the library going to open? And we're like, well, you know, right now we're not sure exactly when we're going to open. But, you know, at least for now, we're able to do this, right? Pete's enthusiasm about his disaster service work assignment was true of everyone I talked to. Library staff, many of whom had been nervous before reporting to their assignments, turned out to really enjoy them. The first day when people came back to work after having sheltered in place in their homes for a couple of months, um, it was very emotional and there was a, an intensity, um, a caution. Uh, I think, you know, just re-entering the world in a, a pandemic environment uh, takes a lot of courage. Um, and then not knowing what to expect. These are new assignments. People were being asked very on short notice some, in some cases to do work that they had never done before and they didn't know exactly what they would be doing or who they would be reporting to or what it would look like. Um, so tremendous uncertainty in a time of great uncertainty. But then I was also around um, and I've seen, seen what they're doing and I've heard the stories and, and on one day I, I helped deliver meals and I would just say that I think once you start doing it, you, it's, you realize the deep need that's out there right now. Some of the people in need of food in Oakland were homebound, while others would face greater risk from leaving home to get food. So the library became a part of Great Plates Delivered, a state program that coordinates delivery of prepared meals to homebound people, especially seniors. Staff from several city departments, including the library, joined together to deliver meals to seniors at home. My name is Sapa and I'm a library assistant with the Lakeview Branch Library. The city has launched a meal delivery service program to support Oakland seniors and local businesses during COVID-19. So we've been calling these seniors and just seeing like if they needed um, to be connected with resources and um, assist them 
while they're at home by delivering, like having them connected to this program um, that delivers three meals a day. Library assistant Saba Abdullah was one of several library staff whose disaster service work assignment was to call Oakland seniors at home and just check in on them. It started out as a short campaign called the Great Oakland Check-In. When it turned out that a lot of people getting calls needed help getting food, Great Plates Delivered was launched in Oakland. Um, honestly, like it, it varies. Like some people are like, what are you calling for? And others are really appreciative of the call. Um, surprisingly, a lot don't really need help. Um, they just appreciate like having someone check up on them and um, just ask how they're doing basically because they <laughs> haven't really had that interaction with a lot of folks. And then you have those that actually want the service. I asked Saba what it's been like to do this work. It feels really rewarding. Um, the calls can be, um, you know, a lot sometimes, but you get a few people where they just, I don't know, they just want to like talk to you and and they want to share how they feel about like the current situation and what they want to see. And, and then at the end, it's like, well, do you want me to sign you up for any of these? They're like, no, we really appreciate the call though. I already have um, a relationship with my community from being in the library. So it was a lot easier to talk to them in a way where I can kind of relate rather than just read off the script that is giving to me. And um, that has helped a lot. Like and when you're in a library, you're just interacting with patrons day in and day out and you build these relationships. Not everyone Saba called knew she works for the library, but when it came up, it was a good thing. At one point I did mention like, hey, you know, I am a library uh, worker, we're just working. And um, that was really nice for one uh, patron. He was like, oh my God, I visit the library a lot. And I, you know, I really like that you guys are calling. And um, it's really nice to hear that you guys are doing this. Um, and they just wanted to know when we're going to be back up and running again. And then there was the person who asked, Do you know if we're going to get T-bone steaks? So as you can imagine, all this food distribution is a lot of moving parts. 81st Avenue and Chavez are handing out meals, and West Oakland also handed out bags of groceries until early June. In another part of the city, a cluster of library staff were packing bags and boxes of food for the Alameda County Community Food Bank. And now add to that, city workers driving meals to seniors' homes six days a week. I'm Brian Gunther. I'm usually the branch manager of the 81st Avenue branch. So I've been assigned to the food distribution team, um, which has really two components, the curbside pickup and the food delivery. And I've been working with the food delivery. Brian took on the complicated task of mapping delivery routes for drivers who collectively have 200 homes to visit on every trip. There wasn't really a good, well, there are, there are good um, systems out there, but um, I had to do a little bit of searching um, to, to see what was out there. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. 200 addresses at a time that need to be um, organized and put out in a way that's efficient. Um, yeah, it ended up being kind of complicated. One of Brian's challenges will sound familiar to anyone who's tried to keep track of developments in COVID-19. This is something that I, I'm finding that I need to work this muscle more is 
as a librarian is um, the just like dealing with the amount of information and finding ways to organize it because like we're dealing with um, like we're getting information from different places like the county and like our own um, forms that we're we're filling out when we're talking to people too and so like right now there's like a ton of spreadsheets that are being used and like uh, like everybody on the team or they're creating other spreadsheets like for something else so um it's so i think from a library or library and information science like like that information science point of view it's been kind of interesting just to see how things explode and how you really need to um, stay on top of it. And what has been the impact of having meals delivered? It's been a real um, lifesaver. And I mean that literally in some cases, like we hear from people who are just saying like, I'm starving here, I, I'm not getting food. Um, people seem to be pretty desperate out there. Um, so there have been all people who are telling you they're starving at home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's been great just to be able to serve the community again and um, be a piece of this project. Other staff said this to me too. Not only are they enjoying their disaster service work assignments, they feel honored to be part of them. That's true for staff who are working on assignments outside of food distribution too. We've got some people who are staffing the the free walk-up test sites. We've got people who are at some of the um, sites where they've got trailers for the unhoused that have been moved um, into housing from the streets. And we've got people who are just in general staffing the emergency operations center and providing administrative support, logistical um, support, supplies, um, and tracking. There's a lot of forms that have to get filled out so that the city can get FEMA reimbursement, et cetera. My name is Sandra Toscano and I am the branch manager at the Brookfield Branch Library. So I have been assigned to the operations division at the EOC because I'm responsible for updating the, um, the online tracking system that they use for their situational reports um, and just to make sure that all the information is accurate. I also um, help him with the ICS forms that are required by FEMA for each of the units. Um, keep track of the testing that is being done in Oakland. Also keeping track of um, like uh, we do under mass care and shelter, how many people, um, how many homeless people have tested positive that are staying at the um, hotels um, and um, how many people, homeless people over the age of 65 or older who are vulnerable, who have been um, assigned to the trailers on Hagenberger and it's called Operation Home Base. We're going to hear more about Operation Home Base in a minute. Sandra's role in serving Oakland's people experiencing homelessness has grown since she started her disaster service work assignment. She's now on a homelessness task force within the Emergency Operations Center and is keeping track of stats. Sandra also keeps records for the city's COVID-19 testing sites. Because she's been in conversations about testing in Oakland, she's been able to offer vital on-the-ground perspective from her years working at Brookfield. One of the challenges um, recently, I had a family member who went to try to get tested at 
the Roots, Roots site, which is on 99th and International, and they didn't have anyone out there that spoke Spanish. And so, like, there's a lot of reporting that now um, the rates of, um, of infection are high in the Latino community. And so, like, obviously, that was something that um, I addressed in terms of um, there being a barrier there. A lot of these places are drive-up sites. You're not really communicating with people. So, you know, like you're maybe putting up a sign, kind of given direction. So there was talk about language, like maybe having more um, language, well, signage in different languages. Um, and then there was also talk about people who are illiterate, you know, who can't read the signs and yet there really is not a whole lot of contact because you're kind of communicating with the windows rolled up or whatever. Sandra hopes the perspective she brings to the table will make a difference for her community. At the branch, it's more like one-on-one -on -one contact, like you're directly potentially um, have, causing an impact or having an impact on an individual um, in terms of the services that you're providing, you know, impacting individual people. And I feel like the work that, um, that I'm doing now is on a larger scale. Um, I am given the opportunity to give input and also to share my ideas. And so yeah. just coming up, just using my experience mm -hmm. to come up with ideas or suggestions on how we can help to try to get more people tested. Mm -hmm. um, and hopes that it doesn't continue to spread as fast, especially places like in East Oakland. We'll see how long um, this goes on, but until then, I will just enjoy the ride. Sandra also notes that disaster service work can come with some cool perks. I guess um, Sean Pan is part of the core leadership group or, and that he was at Allen Temple yesterday. So they kind of reported that this morning. Sandra didn't get to meet Sean Penn at Allen Temple Baptist Church, but Larry did. Uh, my name is Larry Whitaker, and I'm a library aide. I've been assigned to the operations department, and uh, what I'm doing is I'm assisting a gentleman by the name of Greg McQuain. And we go out to the testing sites to make sure they have everything they need to, to run smoothly. Whatever they need, we, we just make it happen. The City of Oakland is partnering with community organizations to operate four free testing sites for COVID-19. They're at the Henry J. Kaiser Center, Roots Community Health Center, Allen Temple Baptist Church, and West Oakland Health Center. We keep the security guards orientated, um, crowd control, traffic control, providing information, supplies, inventory, whatever they need. Uh, actually, I love it because, uh, I mean, Oakland's my town, so I'm giving back to my town, and um, I'm seeing it from a different perspective now, like when, when, uh, when tragedies, disasters, and uh, emergencies happen. I see how they handle those now from, the, from a different point of view. And I'm, I'm even more proud to represent the library. And like other library staff who are working with the public, there's one question Larry hears more than any other. You know, when, when are we going to open back up? Yeah. And unless they miss <laughs> us, then um, it's kind of hurtful because in a way I feel like a rock star because people are recognizing me. They say, hey, you work at the library. And I say, yeah. And then I feel bad because they, I don't know where they're going, like taking their bird baths, taking their naps, charging their phones. So we provided a lot of different types of uh, services for people that people didn't realize. And just, you know, we don't turn anybody away. Anybody's welcome.
some unsheltered Oakland residents who might otherwise find shelter, rest, clean bathrooms, and Wi-Fi at the library are taking advantage of a city program to find housing. Operation Home Base. My name is Claudia Barrientos, and I work at the King Branch, and I'm a, a, part, a permanent part-time aide. So I'm working at, like, they call it Home Base. That's what it's called. And it's, a ba- it's basically, like, over, like, 100 trailers. And we're trying to give um, homes for homeless people people over 65 or people with like medical conditions. 67 trailers in a lot by the Coliseum have become a place to quarantine and to call home for those living on the street, people who are especially vulnerable to COVID-19. The project is to basically just give um, homeless people like that quarantine they need during quarantine, you know, Mm because they can't be out like that. And like we have a goal to, to at least fill the trailers or fill the place with 128 people. Um, Right now we have 82, so we're getting pretty close. Claudia is the only library employee assigned to Operation Home Base. It can range from like um, when we get a new shipment of like things like clothes and stuff, we got to put in the shipment containers to like getting the trailers ready for the new intakes that are coming in that day. We can get up to like five or 10 different um, people coming in. So we we fill it up with like clothing and um, dishes. Uh, we ma- we make their beds. We, we're just basically making it feel like a home before they get there. I know mm-hmm. some of them. They like to talk to me. They're like, oh yeah, I was in my car in a parking lot. Like sometimes I just had to move around. Other people say I was on a tent underneath the bridge. Other people say they're just moving from like couch to couch and they couldn't find anywhere to stay. So this really helps them. We get mixed emotions. Um, as for me, I was a little timid because, you know, you see like the giant military tents and stuff like that. So you would think you're like quarantined in there and you can't come out. But, um, people, once they get to see and they see all the people and they see the friendliness, they're like, oh, wow, this is not so bad. Um, the trailers are a little small. We try to accommodate two people in there, but I mean, they still have AC, they have their heaters, they have food. We give them food all the time. So they start to adjust to the, to how it is in there. This might sound pretty different from library work. But to Claudia? I feel like it's so similar. I feel like, you know, the homeless people, they have like the same thing. Like they need help. Like the way we give, you know, like shampoos and stuff and the little like blossom bags and, you know, the, those bags. I can't, I don't remember the name of the bags, but yeah, like it's basically the same thing. It's like ha- being able to help your community. It's like, it's, it feels really good. Like, you know, I know at the library we can't really do much, but knowing that I'm helping them find a home and helping them feel safe, it's like, it's a really good feeling, you know? It's late June now, and many library staff have been called back to the library to support sidewalk pickup, but Claudia is still spending a couple days a week at Operation Home Base because she asked to stay. Actually, they tried to pull me Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you, were you able to say yes or are you going back? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie was actually very nice. It was like, we wanted you back. um, But if you really want to stay, we'll accommodate. And I was like, yeah, because they're they're actually really shorthanded right now. So it's like having me there helps so much. So it's like, I want to stay as long as I can. OPL began offering sidewalk pickup of books, DVDs, Wi-Fi hotspots, and other materials on June 19th. Library staff are still distributing food. Other staff are returning from DSW assignments and getting back into what's typical for them, checking in books, getting them ready for people to take home. They're learning how to provide library service in new ways, like sidewalk pickup. For many OPL staff, the time they spent doing disaster service work was a valuable learning experience and something to be proud of.
There's a lot of people who need our help and to be able to give meaningful help right now is very rewarding. We do everything we can to keep everybody safe. I think we're, we're doing a good job with that, but um, it's undeniable that leaving your home is more risky than not leaving your home. And, uh, and yet there are people who really need our help right now. And until they're needed for disaster support again, library staff are ready to give you, our visitors, the best experience we can in a time when everything is different. In times of disaster, library staff are there for Oakland. Best team ever. It was great. Thanks for listening. This podcast is made possible through a grant from the Friends of the Oakland Public Library. The Friends mission is to advance the role of the Oakland Public Library as a vital community resource and as an institution critical to the culture, education, and welfare of our diverse community. To learn more about the Friends and how they impact your library, visit FOPL.org.